People deluded, I'm back again. Good morning and I hope you're all doing well and safe, whatever you're doing. I assume a lot of you are either commuting to work in the busy mist of things in your working day, whether you're working from home or working back in the city and whatnot. Welcome back to another edition of the Deluded Podcast. People, um, I don't know about you lot, I don't know about you lot. I don't know about you lot, but personally, I'm buzzing. The Premier League is back. I'm full of optimism. Yeah. Now, obviously, as the weeks go by, the likelihood of, you know, this optimism and enthusiasm I'm speaking with and telling you guys I have will wane week in, week out, obviously, as Arsenal start to lose games and, and stuff like that. But I mean... It doesn't matter who you support. It doesn't matter what division your team is in. You've got some optimism in relation to your team's objective. Whether you're a team like mine and you've been failing for a couple of years and you want to get back into the top four, whether you're City you want to bounce back, Liverpool want to retain it, Chelsea want to be up there, you know, relegated teams, Villa, well, Villa um, stayed in the division. I'm sure they want to make a more convincing run of things in the Premier League. You've got promoted side, Leeds, you know, they for, for a while they've been missing from the Premier League. They're finally back, you know. Can they stay up? They've got a world-class manager in Bielsa, you know. All you got to listen to is how Pep speaks about him. So it doesn't matter what team you support, there's some objective and there's some optimism around it. It's back, people, man. It's back. It is back. I'm happy, man. I'm excited. Obviously, it's not fully back. We can't go to the games. I know a lot of teams are doing trial trialing fans going back like I think Chelsea and Brighton did it in a friendly I think Arsenal trying to do that in October I can't remember the exact date but I think Manchester United are trying to pattern something as well so yeah man we're doing what we can to get back to normal Um, and it will be interesting to see in years from now how much Covid or, or the implications of Covid has affected football really from transfers to you know the influx of TV rights to you know no money through sitting on pubs it's an interesting one, man. It's an interesting one. But we might as well kick off with the actual Premier League. Now, there's a lot of interesting games, man. Brighton and Chelsea played each other in a friendly. They will actually be the last to play in this game week as they play at, at 8.15, apologies, away to Brighton. Now, Brighton have a good bunch of players. Chelsea, again, I believe Chelsea do have some injury problems, people. Um, forgive me if I'm wrong. Let me just scroll down to my little notes and you just heard my notifications. Obviously, in relation to Chelsea, I'm pretty sure you heard yesterday or the day before, Lampard's bullish. He said, we're not here for fourth. We're here to challenge for trophies. And considering the money they've spent this summer, you know, it's exciting for Chelsea fans. It might take time to gel, but you can't be here for top four. Now, I think realistically, you know, Chelsea, first and foremost, they have to focus on building what they had, building on what they had last season. When it's all said and done, all that matters is where you start and finish. Last season, people didn't have Chelsea to get top four. Whatever people have to say about them and messing up the FA Cup and bantering Lampard, they got over the line. They got over the line. We know with Chelsea, they play some good football. They're a bit like a a, 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 a sort of Arsene Wenger side in the Emirates in that they can pass you off the park. They can put some nice moves together. But if nine times out of ten, if they're not outscoring teams, they're not necessarily winning the game. And they do, even when they do win, at times they make it harder than it has to be. The latest being Crystal Palace away from home recently um, and their defence. Now, I'm sure Chelsea fans should be happy with their signings, you know. 
Havertz, you know, Ziyech, who missed the start of the season. I believe he injured himself in a friendly, you know. They've got some ballers. Werner, like Pulisic is like a new signing because he came into his purple patch towards the end of the season. And you'd imagine being given the number 10 right now, he's on stuff, people. They've got some good players and they're still not done in the market. Of course, for me, if I'm a Chelsea fan, the one thing I'm looking at is a centre-half um, because, you know, you're only as good as your defence and I don't think there's anybody convincing necessarily at centre-half. Like, I, I think Ridiger's hot and cold. Um, I split a quarter in the back three can do okay, but he's declining. Tomori clearly hasn't convinced because he's, you know, been frozen out of the team and there's talk of going to Everton. I actually like Zuma as a defender, but I think Zuma's one of those defenders you've got to have like a, a more concentrated person to keep talking him through the game and coaching him through the game sort of thing. Um, so while they've made good signings, it only it remains to be seen and they've got Werner. I'm keen to see what they what Chelsea do with their attacking options, you know, because there's a case of you can actually fit Giroud, um, Tammy and Werner in, you know. If you go two up front and start Werner slightly wide left, you can get them all in. Equally, you could do any combination of, of two of the three. And then in an ideal world, you know, for me, you probably have Werner as number one, you know, Tammy ro a rotation option. And I'm pretty sure in an ideal world, Lampard don't want to play Giroud, you know. Like, I don't think Lampard wants to play Giroud. I don't think he rated Michi Batchwai, who's joined Palace and signed a new deal at Chelsea. But, you know, certain players' form during the season was, was, was a bit of a madness. And to be fair, Chelsea do need two strikers. And I think, you know, Tammy's still learning. But I think, you know, he did have dry patches last season. But I think for... I won't say inexperienced because he's been on a couple loan spells now. He, he's played for his country and stuff. But, you know, for a young striker, he's proven that if you get a Werner who, in an ideal world, is good enough to get 20 league goals, then Tammy's um, contribution isn't too understated. Giroud's a fantastic option in the side. And, you know, he had a really good end to the season and stuff like that. Um, he's actually been linked with Juventus, which I'll mention again. So we'll have to see what happens in relation to that, people. But in relation to Chelsea... Um, there was there was talk of Mason Mount being potentially rattled by the signing of Kai Hervites. And again, midfield is a gazy one for Chelsea. I think the only two you could really say are not in the equation. Clearly, Danny Drinkwater isn't going to get a chance there. Lewis Baker isn't going to get a chance really and truly. You'd imagine George, uh, and I could be wrong about that, but Jorginho, you'd imagine he's moved on. Apparently, they've rejected a bid for Kante. I don't think they're wise to sell Kante. He's the only one with that sort of skill set right now in their midfield. Um, you'd imagine, you know, there is a... I wouldn't loan out Loftus-Cheek, but he's had some injuries. Can he go out and play some consistent football with the Euros in mind? That might be playing on his mind. But I do think Lampard likes him a lot. But there's a lot of midfielders, man. Like like you've got Mount. You can play Mount and Hervites together. You know, they could play about two, three number eights or, or fours and, you know, have all action players trying to create all over the field. Equally, they could go with a bit of steel. I'm keen to see, man, because, you know, they've got a lot of midfielders. I think Drinkwater, Barkley, Jorginho, they might be at risk. The only thing that might save Barkley is the homegrown rule, which, you know, obviously applies to Drinkwater, but at the same time, you know, he's going to go. So they've got what? On paper right now, Loftus-Cheek, Ross Barkley, um, Loftus-Cheek, Ross Barkley, um, Danny Drinkwater, Jorginho, Kante, Billy Gilmore, Mason Mount, Kai Hervites, Kovacic, who should be the starter, and I might be missing any someone out. So for really three positions, you're looking at eight men, and again, depth is one thing, but in reality, you'd imagine somebody has to move on. I believe it's Jorginho, but Lampard has, has really quashed claims that 
Mason Mount's future will be affected by Kai Hervites. Um, he said, I saw the story about Mason and I know it was absolutely fabricated from someone, particularly if it came from a German end. I'm not sure if he has any relatives out there or friends he can talk to, but it was a strange angle for that to come from Mason. What I do know is with the young players who have got into this team and the way football is at a club like Chelsea, if you're a young player who has a foot in and the club bring in a player who you hope raises levels, then the player should and hopefully will raise their level and everyone improves. I will be fair on how I pick the team. I won't pick the team on whether you came from the academy. I'll pick the team on how I think it should be picked every week, how they train and how they've been performing. Everyone should be positive going into the season training as well as they can and the and then the worry about unity of the squad and how we go as a team and I can't disagree with that I mean you know at the same time Chelsea have to remain competitive everybody even at my club people talk about young players young players you know in an ideal world you want young players to get 10 plus games starting to try and get consistency but would most fans concede that you're going to be less competitive in the immediate future for a long-term game no and for Chelsea, let's let's be honest yeah, they've had a good pipeline of players, young players. And it finally seemed like there was a pathway, yeah. Whether Lampard was doing it because of the ban or he genuinely want to remains to be seen. I think Lampard wants to play young players. Equally, Lampard has to be st- selfish, you know. He's here to win trophies for Chelsea, win trophies for himself, return Chelsea back to, you know, what he was part of a, a, as a player, you know. And he can't always do that, developing young players and being a teacher, you know. We're trying to run a football club or a farm. So, yeah, I do think certain players did benefit from moves away. You look at Bogger, what could he be doing in this Chelsea team on the right flank? Um but it does look quite gazy for young players at Chelsea. And, you know, they've some have had a season to kind of get to grips and Adjuran's even signed a new deal. But at the end of the day, you know, if you're good enough, you'll play, you know. As much as I want all of these young players at Arsenal to play, you know, Martinelli and Saka are the only ones that have really grabbed all their chances, really and truly. So it's not an age thing for them. They're genuine options in the team. To a degree, Eddie's become a rotation option, but he's not shown he can be levels. If he's if he put away, for as good as I think Eddie played, ironically another Chelsea player, I think if he put away a couple of these chances, there'd be stronger claims for Lacazette to be sold personally. So we'll have to see, man. You see, Borja's gone out on loan at Chelsea, the striker. Um, a Manfred who's gone out on loan. Conor Gallagher's gone out on loan to Swan um, to Crystal Palace, I believe, um, if it hasn't been officially confirmed. So it don't look too good for the young players, them. Like, Reese James probably will play. Um, I don't want to keep including Loftus-Cheek as a young player, but he's a young player. You've got Billy Gilmore, who's injured in a long-term absentee, you know. You've got Tammy, you know, you've got Mount. You've got Callum Hudson-Odoi, and look at the riches of attacking options. You'd think Callum could complement the side well but for in terms of football he's got to be selfish really and truly so yeah man you've got you got like I said Chelsea play Brighton on the Monday um you've got Spurs versus Everton that's an interesting game obviously I'm sure you've all seen the signings Everton have made and it's still early days in the market people but their mid and again it's not FIFA but their midfield's already improved you know they've brought in the tenacious Allen from Napoli James Rodriguez reunited with Carlo Ancelotti, undoubtedly the marquee signing. Decore from Watford, relegated Watford, coming and adding goals and creativity. You know, Alan Decore and James, I don't know if that's going to be their midfield, but that's probably a better midfield trio or combination than I could have picked from Everton last season. 
I think the fans deserve some excitement at Everton and they've got that. They've got a world-class manager in Carlo Ancelotti. They've attracted some big players. It's just down to them to do their thing. You know, they've got Richarlison. They've got Kyle Lewin, who had a decent year last year. They've got some good options, existing options around the squad already um, and stuff. They need to move players on. You know, they wasted 30 million on Iwobi. He'll stay to be a squad member. Theo Walcott, is he going to get game time? I don't know. We'll have to see, man. Tottenham, as you know, they've made some shrewd additions. They've added Joe Hart. I think Joe Hart is just going to be one of them, man, that just echo whatever Jose says. Um, they've made a very shrewd purchases in Hoiberg, which I think is going to be a very good midfield signing for them. And I do think Doherty is going to be a very good fullback option for them. I hope he shows why he was an Arsenal fan and that reflects in his performances if he lets goals in. But on a serious note, I think he will give Spurs fans what they want. It's like not every player has to be mad world-class and mad mess. It's like sometimes you just want to know a player is out of 10 games is going to give you nothing less than a seven. And I think Doherty is one of those. You know, he's a very shrewd purchase. Um, so, yeah, we'll have to see what happens in that regard. You've got Sheffield United versus Wolves. You know, Sheffield, they've, they've, they've let Dean Henderson return back to Manchester United, but they've brought in Aaron Ramsdale from Bournemouth. They've brought um, Bogle from... From from Derby, which I think is going to be a good fullback option. Um, you know, there's some good options. There's, there's some good games. You know, Wolves obviously have made a number of signings this season as well. Fabio Silva, um, the young man from um, Porto, record signing now. At this rate, with the amount of Portuguese signings Wolves are making, they might as well just go for Cristiano Ronaldo. To be fair with you, you have a good punt of it. It's looking like the national team. I expect Wolves to have another strong season. You know, they started a bit slowly last year and then were flying. I think Wolves are going to do bits. You know, Wolves are a good team and they're obviously actively trying to dismantle the top six long term. So I'm keen to see what happens in the Sheffield versus Wolves game. You've got West Bromwich Albion back in the Premier League. They will be playing against Leicester. Leicester obviously were on fire for much of the season and they're not in the Champions League through their own fault. So again, I'm sure they want to learn. And again... I'm sure Brendan Rodgers wants to prove it wasn't a fluke and they what happened last season was on purpose. You've got Crystal Palace versus Southampton. You know, Danny Ings, you're in my fantasy league, so make sure you do the business. Crystal Palace have made some good signings. I'm keen to see how Nathan Ferguson plays. But the most, and I'm keen to see, is it is it Tyrese or Tarek Mitchell? Um, their fullback. But I'm keen to see Eze, Ibiraze. You know, they bought him from QPR. You know, I don't know if Zaha's going to stay or go. But him and Zaha playing together is a madness. Him in the Premier League is a madness. I want him to show that he's a Premier League player. Of course, I want him to put him himself in the in the thoughts of um, Gareth Southgate and things, man. I want him to play with that excitement we saw at QPR. You know, he's a South London lad as well. You know, they've they've made a good sign. What was that? 15 million as well in this day and age where, you know, there is no value for, for players and QPR, I don't know their situation, but they probably could have asked for a lot more. That's a very good signing for them. Um, you've got West Ham against Newcastle. Now, Newcastle have made some OK additions. You know, they brought in Fraser. They've got Wilson. There's been a couple other additions. Forgive me if I'm wrong. West Ham, you know, it, it, people are quite angry at West Ham, to be fair. At the side, at, 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 what's, that, what's that midfielder's name? He went to West Brom. I can only say his first name, Grady. You saw Mark Noble, Declan Rice and Jack Wilshere quite vocal on that. So I don't know what's going to happen with West Ham this year, but they need to do something because they've been annoying their fans. Liverpool versus Leeds, 5.30 on Saturday. I mean, you've got the defending champions, you know, Liverpool um, <clears throat> against Leeds. Leeds deserve to be in the Premier League. Leeds are going to be an interesting one. You know, it's 
get to see the likes of Calvin Phillips in the league. I hope young Sam Greenwood can make his debut. You've got former Arsenal player Luke Ayling in that squad. So I want Leeds to do well. Leeds deserve to be in the Premier League, man. Um, with Liverpool, you know, the question is how long can they keep performing? That team's been together about four years, you know. They went quite far in the Europa. Then obviously they were Champions League finalists. They won the Champions League. Um, you know, they the first year, remember, not this season, was it the season before? Well, two seasons ago where they were leading the table and City came back. They learnt from that and, and blew City out the water with 20-odd points. You know, one has to wonder how long this side can keep performing because you do see a little bounce typically when teams are together for a while and performing well. Like, like I said, they've had solid seasons. I'm not saying they're not going to have a solid season again, but they do become, you know, you run the risk of being a bit found out. You do, when you are succeeding like Liverpool, men you do kind of in my opinion have to shake things up I don't think you have to bring in bare players but maybe just one player that could you know if they did get Werner you know instantly that back that front three they're improving their game because Salamane and Firmino no one wants to miss out can they bring in this Thiago that they've been linked with an upgrade on their midfielders with all due respect to all their midfielders because they have got ability Wijnaldum you know um Fabinho, uh, Milner when he plays there, and Henderson, and Cato is very technical, probably one of the most technical of the people I've said. None of them really are breaking lines, taking that midfield to another level, a really attacking outlet. They've got the industrialness and the defensiveness on lock, but I do think Liverpool need a couple signings to raise, just to raise their levels, really. It's not all about signings, it's all about coaching, because, you know, yes, Liverpool have brought in players and reinvested money, but it's about coaching as to why they've been able to improve defensively and ter in terms of game management. But you do have to wonder what how, if Liverpool have money. Like, I don't know their club situation, but... You know, you'd imagine 30 for Thiago in this day and age. Liverpool should be able to get that one done. You know, 50 for Werner, having flirted with him for a year. What's happened there? You know, you can't go from, you know, putting the money down for Fakir to this. And again, I don't know Liverpool's matters too tough, but we have to see. Jurgen Klopp himself has said, clubs are in a different situations and we are certainly, we are living in uncertainty in this world. For some clubs... For some clubs, it seems to be less important how uncertain the future is because they are owned by countries, owned by oligarchs, and that is the truth. We are a different kind of club. He, um, you know, he he actually said that Liverpool can't suddenly decide to behave like Chelsea. So maybe he's taking shots at the Chelsea's, the PSG's, and the City's. He said we reached the Champions League final two years ago, won it the following year, and won the Premier League after being the club we are. We cannot change that overnight and say we want to behave like Chelsea. We always want to improve the squad, but there are different ways. One way is to sign new players, and the other way is to work together, improve things, improve the things you are good in, and try to nullify the things you are not good in. That is football. No one wants to talk about training and only signings. And that sentence about training, people I agree with, because nobody talk, nobody. it's not glamorous to, to have a rubbish player improve him. It's, it's glamorous to sign someone for 50 million, you know. I don't get it wrong. Don't get it twisted. I believe in buying players. I believe in improving. But if the logic of just buying, buying, buying players was, was, was improving things, then half these teams that come up from, from promotion would win the league the following year. So I do agree. And I think this is a very English thing with the riches in the game. You know, when you hear, when you speak to German fans and stuff, they speak about signings, but they, they always wanted to try and do things in-house. It's just money gets us out of problems in, our, in, in England. And you could say it actually doesn't. Um, Klopp also said, 
We were we were quite good with this in the past by staying calm and we made the right decisions, whether that could be keeping the same group or bringing in someone in a specific position. It was a short summer and pre-season is important and so far it's been all good. A few players are still on international duty, so hopefully they come back healthy. The games are coming thick and fast. We have to be ready for them. There is not too much change and people say everybody wants to beat us now because we are champions. But I did not see a team last year who did not beat us with all they had. We won the Champions League the year before and everyone wanted to beat us. It's about us and to prove we have to be ready for a fight each game. We have a tough start against League Leeds, sorry, who have waited 16 years to get back into the top flight. They have a world-class manager and it is a historic game. So it'll be very, very tough. Then we go to Chelsea. Then Arsenal is coming. So it's a tough start. And Liverpool have a target on their backs. You know, they've got a target on their back for themselves and the pressure they've put because they want to retain it. The Premier League will be looking, you know, the only way is down from up, people, really and truly. Manchester City don't play in this game week, people. But I personally do believe, you know, the pressure is on Pep Guardiola. Do not get it twisted. I'm not one of them that calls him a fraud and all these things. World-class manager, one of the best club managers, if not the best manager to do this, you know, left his own hallmark on the game like Arsene Wenger did, like Sir Alex Ferguson did, like Jose Mourinho did and, and many other managers. Pep Guardiola is a fantastic manager, but the harsh critic will say he's a checkbook manager. And based on last year, you can't deny that, you know, he spent 50 odd on Cancelo. What happened? You know, it's not spoken about, but how much did he spend on Angelino to then loan him out to Leipzig? And I think Leipzig have announced if he plays 12 games, he signed again on loan. But if he plays 12 games, it's a mandatory purchase. Nobody speaks about that. He spent hella money. Yeah. And, and, and I'm sorry. But less managers who have less of a budget and less of a squad, when they have an injury at centre-half or whatever, it's less. I'm not saying it won't play a part and derail their season, but it's less of significance. I'm sorry, Pep Guardiola. But someone that's accomplished what he's accomplished, someone with borderline top-class to world-class players, if they're not that, they've, they're well-experienced. Their season should not be derailed to the way it was because of a Laporte injury. Injuries are part and part of a season. Of course they play a part. But City should be able to eclipse that. And I think that's this season was where I learned a lot about Pep. I think Pep, you know, you got blown out. You were defending champions. You got blown out by 20 league points, you know, in big games as well. I think City at times shown that they need help. I think City have conceded way more goals than I think. And again, statistically, I can't back that up. But that's what I believe, really and truly. Champions League, you know, he overcomplicated it and went out to Lyon. So... I'm not saying he's not a world-class manager. I'm saying this is the season where I think you need to put respect on your name. You need to do something respectable in Europe. You need to bring back your Champions League. I mean, Premier League, sorry. You need to, you know. There's not been too much additions. You know, they've brought in Ake. There's still links with Koulibaly. I think Ferran Torres is going to be a great signing. And there was talk of obviously bringing in Messi. <laughs> but yeah, man, I think you, I think City have got a lot to prove. Pep has a lot to prove. And I think that will be reflected with such people really and truly. In relation to Man United, again, they're not playing this game week. But again, I'm sure... They want to put more of a convincing run at getting top four and above, really and truly. Not too much has changed in terms of personnel. They've brought in Van der Veek. But I'm sure, like us, they want to be in the talks of top four and they want to do this thing properly. Um, in relation to my team, Arsenal, you know, I do think there's a, a bit of complacency with everybody. And I think a big part of that is allegedly Aubameyang is signing a new deal. We obviously, towards the end of the season, won the FA Cup and we've won the Community Shield. 
But I think people can't be under any illusion, you know. I think if we don't get any centre mids in, we can dream as much as we want. Our midfield don't lock down the game defensively. They don't, they're not crazy offensive. They don't score goals. Like, there's nothing in our midfield really and truly. And I'm a fan of Xhaka and I'm a fan of the resurgence of Bios. But that's just the honesty. We brought in centre-halves. I believe wholeheartedly in Arteta, especially as he's become head, moved from head coach to first team manager now. But there's not too much he can do. Me, personally, as an Arsenal fan, Again, yeah, we, we we need a lot to do, but I want to put more of a fight into top four. I don't want to be talking in January how there's absolutely no chance of that. Do you get? Like last season, you saw Chelsea and United fighting and ultimately Leicester bottled. I want to see us doing that. You know, we need to get back in the Champions League. Not because I'm, I am tired of these 555 kickoffs and stuff, but that's it. Now, we're just in the Champions League for, for banter purposes. We don't do nothing in it, but that's the goal. And I have wholehearted belief in Arteta, but the players need to be the ones to do it. Because as a fan, you know, I haven't got it to hand, but, you know, the amount of winning points we drop from winning positions, our record generally in the top six, yes, it's improved under Arteta, but generally, do you get it? It's been poor. Um, things like that, you know, breaking down the smaller teams and killing the games, you know, being consistent, you know, not keep it, keeping more clean sheets, not allowing your keepers to be up there in the Premier League for shots faced. There's a lot of things and... I'm confident in improving defence. You know, Tierney's been a good addition. Maitland now is I expect to move to right back and lock it down. You know, David Luiz is out for a month, apparently with a neck injury. So we won't see, you know, I don't know what our, our defence, first choice defence is in Arteta's mind, but we brought in Saliba last season and he'll play this year. And we've got Gabriel. Um, I thought we needed two centre-halves. We've got two in and obviously Marie's a permanent. So I'm cool with that. Arsenal need to get rid of players before we can probably bring in some. So we'll have to see what happens in that regards. A lot of you are always on to me about top four prediction and all of these sort of things, people. And admittedly, I don't like to do these things because it can get political and get technical, people, as you lot know. But top four predictions in no order. I think Man City, um, in fact, in order, I think Man City, I think Liverpool, I think Chelsea, if they hear it all together, um, and I think it will be a fight between Spurs, Man United and Arsenal for that fourth spot. Hopefully it's Arsenal and, I, you know, I might be using my brain, I might not, but I've gone with Arsenal for fourth. Relegation race, um, I think Fulham will go back down. Um, I think West Bromwich Albion potentially could go back down. And I've gone for a different one. I think Aston Villa might, you know, they beat the drop just about. I think they'll go down this year. Um, again, I could be wrong. I hate predictions. Um, in relation to who I want to see this season, obviously I want to see Kai Hervites. I've already spoken about Eze of Crystal Palace. Um, I want to see Gabriel Saliba of Arsenal in particular. Um, I think Van der Beek is a very underrated signing and I'm not saying he's going to get PFA, but I think he's a very player with a very good skill set that could complement Man United. Um, pardon me. Um so I'm keen to see what happens. Obviously, in terms of existing players, I'll always back an underdog. And I know he plays for the rivals, but if he's there, I would like to see Ndombele play well. I would like to see Pulisic continue his good form. Obviously, I want Pepe to keep being a baller. Simple as that. Um, so I'm keen to see. I'm keen to see what happens. I want to see. I want to see a resurgence of 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 such people from Arsenal players. Really, really, and truly. And I want to see other players kick on. It's a bit different, but I would like to see Paul Pogba have a good season, man. Because, you know, I won't say he played rubbish, but, you know, he had injuries. He had the usual comments that, you know, not letting Paul Pogba breathe. Um, I, I want to see Paul Pogba have a have a good season, man. Just because, you know, I, I, Pogba's for me, he's, he's like Sterling. He's one of these players. It don't matter about who he plays for. He's a baller. 
And when I hear the comments from Gary Nev, I just want him to have a good a good season because nobody can say anything when Pogba's playing well. When he's not playing well, there's a bag of excuses. And I forgot to mention, on the topic of Man United, you know, I think, you know, many Man United fans are still probably waiting for a centre-half, specifically, potentially a left-sided one, and also a right winger. I think Jaden Sandro will sign for them, but who knows until it happens. Um, potentially a left-back as well from United fans I speak to. In rela relation to young players, you know, typically it's never these players, but I'm going to keep my eye on the following young players. Kane Keisler, I believe his name is, a fullback who I hear good things about at Aston Villa. Colin Gallagher, who's had a good season at Swansea and steps up to the to the Premier League with Crystal Palace. You know, there's a lot of midfielders on the books at Chelsea. Can you get yourself in the shop window and get a permanent move in the Premier League? Who knows? Grady, who, you know, caused a lot of fanfare when when West Ham sold him to West Brom. So I want to see what he's on. I think he's a good player. Curtis Jones, especially if, if Liverpool don't sign any players, I think he's the one I want to see exposed to more first-team football and get more opportunities, people, to show exactly what he's about. Um, Bogle, former Derby man, now gone to Sheffield United. I'm keen to see him. Tariq Lamperty of Brighton, keen to see what he's on. I know he's not exactly young. Well, he is by goalkeeping terms, but Aaron Ramsdale, I like him a lot and I did feel he could get a move. Um, keen to see Nathan Ferguson. He can play centre-half and right-back. He left West Brom to sign for Crystal Palace. On the topic of Palace, you've got Tariq Mitchell as well. Um, you know, I'm keen to see how he plays. Do I really have to stay? I want to see Saka, Martinelli and the rest of them keep developing, really and truly, and, and Mason Greenwood. Like, does, do I really need to state these players? But I'm keen to see them, especially for Saka. I'd say for Saka, uh, Greenwood, to a degree, Martinelli as well. Um, I'd say it's a listen, they're still young. Most logical fans see they're still young. But what I'm keen with them now, people, is you know, there's there, there's a target that like, they're not they're young players, but they're not unknown entities. Everyone fully knows what they're about now. Like Greenwood, you scored a respectable amount of goals in your time for a young player. We know you're young. Can you do that again? Because I, I don't look at Greenwood as a... I look at him as a young man and obviously when he's not playing well or has a wobble, we recognise that. But I think him, Saka, they've reached that level where they're not young men in the side. The young men in, in United's side would have been Gomez, who's left now, and Chong. They're the ones that need their hands held and stuff. Greenwood, he's ready. He's a genuine first-team option. So I'm looking at him. I like that, you know. Can you get these goals and assists? I'm not looking at you as a young player that needs his hand held. Saka the same. In terms of assists in all comps, you know, few people did more than Saka for us, you know. Saka got nominated for PFA Young Player. I still know he's young, but can you, you know, when you play right wing, can you keep doing, can you keep getting these assists? When you play on the left, can you keep doing it, you know? Saka's been one of our most consistent players and, you know, he's a winger long term, but he's filled in at fullback, he's filled in in central midfield and he's filled in well at right at right and left wing. And he's even filled in against, against City at right back. Can you give us that same, you know? Because, you know, the honeymoon period's kind of over, sort of thing. Obviously, I'm ha I want the relics of Reese Nelson and Eddie to prove people wrong and do what they can do, people. Um, so I have to see, man. I've already mentioned Ferran Torres of, of, of Man City, and I think he'll be a decent addition for them, people. So we're key I'm keen to see what happens in relation to the Premier League. But in relation to the PFA, people... Um, Kevin De Bruyne, congratulations. He's won PFA Players of the Year. Um, I think Alexander-Arnold won the young player, obviously beating Tammy Mason, Greenwood, Mount, Saka and Marcus Rashford. 
Marcus Rashford won PFA Merit Award following his successful campaign to secure free school meals for children in need over the summer. Big up Marcus Rashford. He does so much, man. And, you know, many footballers could turn a blind eye to things that don't directly affect them, you know. So I'm not going to bore you lot, but big up Rashford. The Premier League team of the year was Nick Pope, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Van Dijk, Sayuncu of Leicester, Robertson, David Silva, Jordan Henderson, Kevin De Bruyne, Jamie Vardy, Sadio Mane, and I saved the best two last, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, you know the thing. In relation to the championship, and I think it's important because a couple of these will be playing in the Premier League, you know, you've got Bryce Samba of Nottingham Forest, Luke Aylin, Ben White and Liam Cooper, all of Leeds. Joe Bryant, who, forgive me if I'm wrong, done a madness in the in the playoff final against Brentford or whatever it was, um, of Fulham is there. Eze of QPR, now of Palace, obviously. Calvin Phillips, again, of Leeds, there. Romain Sayers, a very good industrial midfielder for West Bromwich Albion, there as well. Ollie Watkins, who's gone to Aston Villa now, formerly of Brentford. You know, you had Ben Rama, who's been linked with Premier League teams such as Arsenal um, as well. And you had Mitrovic of Fulham. So there are some people stepping up to the Premier League. We'll have to see what they're on in that regards, people. Um, moving away from that, though, and apparently all 28 Premier League games in September will be shown on live TV, which includes Sky Sports, BT Sport, BBC and Amazon Prime. The decision has been taken by clubs, obviously with no fans allowed into stadiums at this moment in time, people. Um, it's quite it's quite crazy. Um, the Premier League has spoke well. There's been a... You, as you lot know, um, Saudi, a Saudi Arabian-backed takeover at Newcastle failed. Um, and apparently, you know, there's been a lot of to and going by the Premier League and Newcastle. As you lot know, Mike Ashley brokered a 330 million agreement with Saudi's public investment fund in April. Um, apparently, Newcastle released a statement and they said... Newcastle can confirm that the Premier League has rejected a takeover. The club and its owners do not accept that the Premier League chief executive Richard Masters and the Premier League have acted appropriately in relation to this matter and will be considering all relevant options available to them. The Premier League responded and said the Premier League was disappointed and surprised by Newcastle United Football Club's statement regarding its potential takeover by the PCP Capital Partners. The, the club's assertion that the Premier League has rejected the takeover is incorrect. The Premier League board has, on a number of occasions, given its opinion about which entities it believes should control over the club should the course, course, sorry, people, consortium process with the acquisition, proceed with the acquisition. That opinion is based on legal advice. This means the potential takeover could proceed to the next days should the relevant entities provide all appropriate information. They would then be subject to a suitable assessment by the board. As an alternative, the board has repeatedly offered independent arbitration as a way forward since June. It is also incorrect to suggest these decisions were taken by any individual. They were agreed ununanimously by all Premier League board members. So it's a bit of tuning and going. And I know, you know, Newcastle have done OK bringing in Wilson and Fraser. Um, and people might temporarily be off Mike Ashley's back. But, you know, he Newcastle fans are probably praying he leaves and thought their prayers were answered. So it is a bit of a it is a bit of a sticky one. And again, I like to just talk about football because that's all I know. I don't know finances and things like that. 
But you know, and I, the, again, the times were different. But I mean, who wh- was there? This level of opposition for City was there these level of barriers for Manchester City. So why can't Newcastle? Whether I agree with it or not, because as an Arsenal fan, it would scare me because they're coming for our place. But I think it is a bit of a bullying thing. But who knows? Um, who 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 really knows? People who knows? We'll have to see what happens in that regards. I know a lot of you, um, a lot of people I speak to are happy that we're not allowed to make five substitutions in the Premier League anymore. A lot of people equally um, are, are, um, are, are vexed. So people are vexed and happy. But in relation to Italy, FIGC president Gibele Givana has announced that Serie A will be allowed five substitutions during games this season. FIFA gave permission for the rule to continue for the 2020-21 campaign due to the unusual circumstances that continue to affect football, which is a bit of a mad one, bit of a Mazzolini. Um, moving away from that, though, and moving to the transfer bit of this podcast, Manchester United apparently are in advanced talks for Real Madrid fullback Sergio Reguilon, who, you know, you've all seen him playing well for Sevilla. Apparently, Madrid want to sell him with a buyback clause, which is obviously a problem for Manchester United because, you know, what's the point buying, man? You know, he's played very well, probably getting the Spain squad. If he is Spanish, forgive me if I'm wrong, um, they want to sell him for 25 to 30 million euros. So there's a resale value opportunity for, for United. Madrid probably want to sell on clause as well as a buyback. United are too big a club to be doing the buyback thing. It don't make no sense. Um, apparently, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer wants him to be signed and him and Shaw will compete for the senior options at, at left-back. Brendan Williams will move over to right-back to compete with Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Um, so we'll have to see. But 20, 25 to 30 million euros in this day and age is is, is a steal. Like, I, I think Chilwell's a good signing, but look how much Chilwell costs Leicester, you know? This is the same price they could pay for potentially for Kieran Tierney. So it should be done, really. Now, I spoke earlier about Curtis Jones. I think next season is his season if he stays with Liverpool. Yeah, they've got him. There's talk of Brewster going out on loan or leaving permanently with a buyback clause option. You know, you've got young Harvey Elliott and you've got use that young centre-half who Pep, I mean, Klopp's been praising. You've got a couple man there. One player that seemed to be destined before all of them and a player I had a lot of time for was Ben Woodburn. Um, you know, he's only 20, you know, that's how funny football is. He's been on the block. He's only 20. His career's still there. Um, he's had loan spells at Oxford and Sheffield United, which haven't worked out. Um, he, at a point, he was Liverpool's youngest goal scorer when he scored against Leeds in the League Cup in 2016, just 17 years of age in 45 days. Ironically, when Arsenal, when Liverpool are about to play Leeds in the Premier League, he's nowhere near the side. Three years later, he's not been about. He's apparently set to move to Sparta at Rotterdam on a season-long loan. That's probably designed to put him in the shop window. And I just think he's one of these technical-based players that, you know, if you're not playing for a team that plays a certain sort of way, he's not going to be dynamic and chasing down tackles. And he, you can see how some managers, when pressure's on the line in lower leagues, can phase him out. And I think that same thing happened with Dan Crowley, former Villa, now Arsenal man, who's now playing at Birmingham. He went to Holland. Is it any coincidence he built his name? You know, I think he's a technical player and he should do that. He's only 20, so he's got the world at his feet. You know, apparently people, Arsenal have reluctantly decided to sell Martinez and will continue with Aston Villa um, in relation to talks. Apparently a bid's been accepted closer to £20 million. Apparently Leno would be in goal. For me, I'm sad to see Martinez go. You know, we've had two good options, but if we can get money that can be put towards the centre mid, then I'm all for that. Apparently, he's rejected an offer, you know, 
of a new deal. So there isn't too much that can be done in that regards, people. Maitland-Niles, you know, it looked like he's going to stay at Arsenal. He's won the race. We want him to stay. He's been called up by England. Apparently, he's still to prioritise regular playing time. And apparently, he is agonising over his Arsenal future with Wolves preparing an offer. So we'll have to see what happens. You know, I hope that Wolves offer is serious considering he made his England debut on Tuesday, you know. You, whatever you're offering, you got to add a couple more zeros whether he's worth that or not. Um, away from away from that, folks, people, um, you've, I'm sure you've all heard Aubameyang will sign a new three-year deal at Arsenal to make him the highest paid player. We'd really like to see that in writing and pitches to confirm that one. Chelsea have apparently rejected an offer from Inter Milan for N'Golo Kante. Olivier Giroud has allegedly agreed personal terms with Juventus. You know, one minute Juventus are signing him, then Zinjeko, then, then Luis Suarez. So we'll have to see. Um, former Manchester City player now, or apparently he's training by himself. If you listen to Secret Scout now, Jamie Bynum Gittens, he's a very decent player. Um, he was linked with PSG and Real Madrid, is apparently to sign for Borussia Dortmund on a free transfer, the 16-year-old. Um, so we'll have to see what happens in that regard. Chris Smalling's not been at training for Man United and apparently he's moving closer to a move to Roma. Um, apparently Gonzalo Higuain is to sign for David Beckham's MLS side into Miami. Gigi Wijnaldum of Liverpool, who has been linked with a move to Barca to play under Ronald Koeman, apparently has held positive talks over his future with Jurgen Klopp. At the end of the day, you know, he's 29. He's got a year left on his due at Liverpool. He's won everything Liverpool have to offer him in terms of major honours. I understand if he stays. Equally, I understand if he wants to join Barca, regardless of what Barca's situation as a club. You know, there isn't going to be too many other opportunities. Um, I'm sure you've all saw Danny Rose in the All or Nothing documentary, but apparently he is closing in on a move to Serie A side Genoa. At this moment, it's unclear as to whether that is on loan or a permanent basis, people. Um, apparently, former Arsenal player Jack Wilshere and West Ham are in discussions to cancel the 28-year-old's contract by mutual consent. He just simply hasn't played enough, people. And with that ends the transfer news, which ends this podcast. I'm keen to see what happens in the Premier League, people, you know. I'm keen to see what happens. But one thing's assured, regardless of what happens this season, I will be here to speak across my podcast. I've made a more active push this season to, I need to keep, be remain consistent with this podcast, potentially drop two a week. I'm not going to promise that, but I will. You know, please make sure you're checking out the YouTube content and the blogs because this season I'm trying to come with the blogs. I'm trying to come with the audio. I'm trying to come with the YouTube. I'm trying to come with other stuff, man. I'm, you know, I'm really trying to make something of myself with this branding stuff in this YouTube business. And, you know, I support, I, I really appreciate the support you lot have given me season in, season out um, with the YouTube stuff and with any other little projects I, I get my hands on and want to do yeah so yeah man so what more can i say but thank you man you know let's hopefully it's hope it's a season to remember for every team apart from spurs on that note though man people stay safe man dg i'm out it's always lovely to speak to you guys man let's have a good season i'm out man first podcast done